Cowan with the second up, missed it on purpose, rebound black, and that's it. Maryland has won in overtime, 92-91. It just got out of counseling for all that. <laughs>Oh, boy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the absolute best and absolute worst of this Illinois basketball team. What we just saw tonight, all in one. Illinois falls in heartbreaking fashion, 92-91 to in overtime. Back-to-back overtime losses for the Illini. They're now 0-2 in Big Ten play, but they fight from 22 down in the second half to tie the ball game and send it to overtime. And unfortunately, some critical mistakes in the late minutes cost him. But man, Brad Underwood can coach. He turned that second half around. The Illini turned things around, and they nearly pulled it off. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Scott Beatty along with Tim Dittman. The Fasteners Etc. postgame show is coming up. Already a couple of callers hanging on and plenty of text pouring in. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, our rapid reaction... Brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. Tim, I kind of said my piece there already. It's just <laughs> the best and the worst of this team that we saw tonight. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I would agree with you, and I would kind of agree with what Brian Barnhart said. I'm not sure how to digest this game. You know, on the one hand, it was incredibly thrilling and entertaining. On the other hand, it was very poorly officiated. On the one hand, Illinois played very well in the second half. On the other hand, Illinois played very poorly in the first half. And neither team wanted to win the ball game in overtime. But I think if there's one takeaway for me, I think the, the phrase of the night is growing pains. You know, this Illini team played some, let's face it, subpar competition in the first six games of the season. They're now playing some more Power 5 teams, a step up in competition. And at the same time, they're still trying to learn and implement Brad Underwood's system. So they're going to hit some speed bumps along the road. I don't think anyone should give up on this team at some point. But there are going to be stumbles, and we saw one tonight. It certainly was a stumble. It's very frustrating, but for me, there's. I think you come out. I think, I think after a good night's sleep and you look at this tomorrow, I think you think you see more positives than negatives. Even though obviously you want the W, and that would have been huge momentum for the rest of the non-conference play that follows here. And you know you got a big UNLV game coming up on Saturday with not to mention Austin P in the middle of the week. But it is what it is, and we talk about it with you next on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Call a number on the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. We're up next with that. Let's get it going, Ed. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, 
the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show with your hosts, Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman. Lucas, right wing All-Star, down low to Black, double team, back to Mark. All-Star, out top Lucas, left wing Devontae Williams, back to Lucas, right wing All-Star for three, got it! He got it! There's the lead, baby. And the Illini have the lead, 74-73. Oh, how fleeting leads can be, though. Illinois falls 92-91 in overtime, and the Illini are now 6-3. They are... Oh, and two in Big Ten play. Welcome in, everybody. The Fasters, etc. Post game show. Scott and Tim with you here on another late night edition. Wish we were talking about a victory, but this was certainly a thrilling and entertaining ball game, and you were rewarded if you uh, hung in there through the second half because Illinois was down considerably at halftime and fought back from a 22 point deficit. Let's get straight ahead here to our phone calls. PNC Bank phone line, 356-9397. First up, out in Virginia, it's Simeon. Hey, Simeon. Hey, Scott and Tim. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, my blood pressure is still running a little too high, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I, I feel some kind of way about this game as well. Um, I guess I'll start at the end of the game. Um, my heartburn with the end of the game is that wasn't a foul with All-Stark on uh, the point guard from uh, Maryland. And there was a referee that was closer to the play than the guy that called the foul. Um, and he was on the baseline, and he didn't uh, blow the whistle. But anyway, after uh, Maryland's point guard hit the uh, the foul shots and they won the game, then the guy that made that call, he went running off, sprinting off the court. I, uh, I've seen worse fouls than that in – high school and uh, um, other college games at the end of the game where the refs don't um, call that foul and they go into a second overtime. But anyway, let me back off that because we never should have been in an overtime. Yep. Um, um, I was, I, I knew what the coach was trying to do was not make a mistake underneath our basket. That's why everybody cleared out that way. Um, and I'm being an armchair. I mean, uh, second guessing now, but I think maybe Finky might have done a little bit better job um, passing in just because he has a little bit more um, experience. But if we could have got it in, um, we either the clock would have ran out or they'd have fouled us and we'd have made another free shot, uh, couple of free throws and the game would have been over. Having said all of that, I like the growth that I've seen in uh, a lot of guys, Frazier, Jordan, Black, Williams, just to name a few. Um, we need to improve on uh, boxing guys out, though. Um, I think if we would have had a good box out, even though we're – let me preface this because I know we're undersized and sometimes refs don't give you the benefit of the doubt when you got a bigger guy. Yeah, and we do have more folks uh, to get here too, but – Yeah. Okay. That was the last thing, and a little bit more three-point shooting, and thanks, guys, for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. Good thoughts, Simeon. Do appreciate it. Out to Muhammad now and Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Hi, how you doing? Well, we're all right here. It's just a basketball exciting game. game. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. yeah, it was exciting, though. Exciting game. Um, <laughs> actually, I have a question about the radio broadcast of the game. Um, I have, for many years, enjoyed listening to your radio broadcast of the game while I am at the game. Tonight, for the first time, there was a delay of about 20 to 30 seconds between uh, the action that was going on and what I was hearing on the broadcast. 
Do you all know anything about why that occurred, and is that going to be the standard procedure for now, from now on? Uh, I can explain it simply this, it, it, without getting too technical and uh, bogging things down. Uh, we, we were getting our audio from a different source than we normally do, so you were hearing the broadcast, but it, that resulted in a delay. It was not... Uh, it's not intentional that it was that way, but it, it's just how had things had to get. We're kind of going up and it was a backup system tonight. So long term, we don't want it to be that way. I can tell you that. But how that all gets figured out is, well, that's where Ed Bond earns his money. So, but uh, yeah, I know I know a lot of folks like to do that. Uh, we got a, a few calls about that during the game as well. And, and hopefully that'll be resolved soon enough. But appreciate that you like to do that because it's a wonderful way to be at a game. Oh, it really enhances uh, the game tremendously to to get to hear the announcers from yeah. uh, your broadcast. So, well, thank you for the explanation. I really appreciate it. Sure, it's certainly better than no broadcast. So, I know the ideal would be to be a little bit more in in sync with live action. All right, to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line tonight. Two one seven Texas is possibly the worst inbounds in Illinois history. <laughs> That's about how, how that sums it up. Well, you know, the first caller, Simeon, said I, uh, you know, he he talked about why Illinois lobbed it down court because they didn't want to get it in underneath their own basket and have something go wrong. I personally disagree. I mean, Illinois had a a, a guy open. I don't remember who it was, but they had a guy open uh, underneath their own basket. I mean. Get it in and just catch it, and then Maryland's going to probably foul you. Yeah. So I, I don't think the the home run ball was incredibly necessary. That seems like high risk, high reward. Um, yeah, and even if you don't – you certainly didn't clearly have that. So instead, you know, go to the outlet, if you will, the dump underneath on the screen, you know. So Stan says, great fight by the boys to get back into the game, only to have terrible coaching give it away. How can you blow your last time out and then set up a ridiculous out-of-bounds play? All we have to do is set a pick, throw the ball, and get fouled, and game is over. Truly amazing that these coaches make so much money and they can't come up with a simple play to get the ball inbound. Kind of a little bit harsher, but kind of what you were saying there, Tim. And, and you know, in, in Coach Underwood's defense, he did say that that is a play that has been in his playbook for a while. It was just, I don't think, executed very well. And again, to use a football term, I think Illinois could have gone to the check down and gone to a shorter pass. And, hey, hello, a Bears fan says, I'm not much of a moral victor guy, but have this team fight back from 22 down speaks volumes of what's to come out of this group of players. Illini teams in the recent past would have packed it in at that point. Go Illini. Thanks, Darren. A couple of other use uh, also kind of upset about the inbound call. But, again, it's always when it comes down to a one-point game, there are multiple things that you could go back to and say, if this didn't happen, if this didn't happen, this ball game would be different. Let's get a check of our body and soul scoreboard, Route 45, Curtis Road in Savoy. Let's get up to date with what else has gone on. Tim Dittman. In the Big Ten today, Michigan State beats Nebraska 86-57. Minnesota over Rutgers 89-67. Purdue beats Northwestern 74-69. Top 25 college basketball action. Notre Dame over St. Francis 71-53. North Carolina beats Tulane 97-73. Seton Hall upsets number 17 Louisville 79-77. And UCF over number 24 Alabama in a tight one at 65-62. Lineup women's basketball victorious today over Memphis. Congrats to Nancy Fay and company. They finished that game on an 18-1 run to seal it. 
And in the college football playoff, it's Georgia-Oklahoma, Alabama-Clemson. The Big Ten gets shut out. Scott? Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. And we'll check it uh, more as we go along here. Body and Soul Scoreboard. Off and running on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. More with your calls and texts after this. You're listening to the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Frazier racing down court. The freshman, right wing, Jordan, 4-3 more. Yes, sir. Got another one. Aaron <laughs> Jordan, timeout, Maryland. There you go, baby. Aaron Jordan finishes with 15 points. He grab, or he puts up three three-pointers. He has made at least one three-point field goal in all nine ball games this year for the Illini. But the Illini lose this one to Maryland. 92-91, but that part of an incredible run to get back in this ballgame by the Illini in the second half. Let's head back to the phones, and next up is Mike on the PNC Bank phone line. Hi, Mike. Hello. Go well, ahead. I You're on the air. Got, yes, we've got to come back to that inbounds play. It, I'm looking at it on freeze frame. Uh, we've got one player within 25 25 feet of the inbounder. It looks like the long pass was either the main option or one of the options. We've got to have three guys down 15 feet away, one in each corner, one down the middle. Uh, I think the coach needs to take a little more responsibility than he took. His kind of brush-off comment, I've been running this play for 30 years, in my mind, doesn't cut it at all. You know, several uh, texters are texting in the same point, basically saying, "What? how was that the play that was to be drawn up? Um, I don't know if that was the main option. I mean, that's where the ball went. I mean, it kind of looked like it to me from just what I saw in real time, and I've never seen a replay since. But uh, it is a head scratch. I agree with you there, Mike. Appreciate your the thoughts. Guy the, the guy in the corner is open. But the inbounder is already rearing back to throw long. Uh, we don't have another guy even as an option. Uh, there's nobody guarding the passer. So even if the first man is double teamed, which he, which he somewhat is, the other guy or a third guy breaking towards the inbounder, you know, yes, they follow us. Four, four seconds left. we got to make uh, at least one free throw and we win the ball game. A lot of things that if they had executed late, this game would have had a different outcome. Got to keep rolling. Appreciate it, Mike. Let's go to Buzz in Chicago. Hey, Buzz. Hey, guys. Uh, Yeah, that was a head-scratcher, but definitely was exciting. Got a rules question for you guys. Um, The play where Frazier drove to the lane, they called the blocking foul, I think, on Collin. Uh, The ball hit the backboard, and then it was goaltended by the other defender yet they didn't review that play or even call goaltending. Does anybody know if, if that's a reviewable play? I thought goaltending was a reviewable play. I'll hang up and uh, listen to you guys' response. Thanks. I, yeah, I don't know. We can crowdsource that one, though. If anyone else knows, uh, text us or call us, 356-9397. PNC Bank phone line and uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line 
888-528-5357. Let's go to Brian in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, Brian, haven't heard from you in a while, uh, your voice at least, so welcome back. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing all right. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, for that last caller, uh, goaltending is not reviewable. They talked about that uh, on the broadcast. So, unfortunately, maybe that's something that will get changed in the near future because I know that's burned us a couple times already this year. But at this point, not reviewable. Um, you know, I had a lot of things I wanted to say, but I think um, listening to the coach in the postgame um, show there before they left the, the arena – you know, I thought it was really refreshing that he, he even kind of questioned himself on that timeout call. I, you know, you don't hear coaches do that often because I really did think that that was kind of the difference in the game, um, the fact that, you know, we couldn't get the ball in bounds. You don't, you don't even have to have somebody catch it and, like, do anything with it. With less than five seconds, all they got to do is, you know, bend over and make sure nobody can steal it from them. So, and uh, that was Michael Kaiser that letting was unfortunate. us. Hey, Michael Kaiser letting us know that the long pass was not the first option. That uh, Brad Underwood apparently said that in uh, his post game news conference as well. Just for yeah, just for the record, it was. It looked very strange because it, they didn't have as many people breaking toward the basket as you you know toward um, the inbounder as you would have thought they might have. But I don't know. It was a very interesting play call and it was just really too bad that we didn't have the timeout when it you know when it was clear we weren't going to be able to get it in because that would have you know saved us in that situation but um then the other thing i wanted to say kind of in regards to again something else he talked about um was that i really appreciated how hard you know our guys played tonight when i turned i missed a lot of the first half i was i wasn't home when I turned the game on, we were down by 20 points and, you know, they came all the way back and they just never really stopped scrapping and clawing. The unfortunate part for this team is they play really hard, but they don't always play smart. Oh, no. And I hope that that's... That's a great way that to put it. Great way to put I hope it. They, I hope that that's just a reflection of an experience, but I kind of feel like we've got... I don't know. I, I really like some of the younger guys better than some of the older guys. I'm not sure some of the older guys fit what he wants to do i'm not sure they can guard the way he wants to guard so i kind of like when we went with the smaller lineup and had black kind of in as just like the single post player and and went with um you know more guards and kind of small forward type players seems like that works for his defense a little bit better so yeah anyway interesting game disappointing outcome but good to see the fight and hopefully that'll carry forward thanks brian good to hear from you call again Okay, thanks. 3569397 is the number to call. Yeah, he hit it on the nail. Uh this team is not always playing smart basketball, but they're playing hard and with with a lot of heart, you know. Uh, so uh it it adds up to some frustration. Brian in Champagne, a different Brian says great effort on the Castle Heat and Cooling text line by our young team to come back and not give up after being down 22. However, Illini Nation needed this win. I don't care about moral victories in the whole. We are re- rebuilding cliche. We fans badly needed that victory tonight. It just seems like an evil practical joke that gets that keeps getting played on us time and time again. When will it end? Even with two points and four seconds left in regulation, we just couldn't help but think we were going to lose. When is that feeling going to change to we will win? 
feel sorry for coach and team. This one could have been a huge morale booster for them. Going to be hard to get past this one. Next, Minnesota and Michigan on the road. That's when Big Ten play starts in, in January, who both look good. Going to be tough to start, to avoid an 0-4 start in the Big Ten. Yeah, but I just, despite this three-game losing streak, it's a different three-game losing streak than the recent Illinois teams of the past. It's just got a different vibe. It's a team where you go, oh, they're almost there. They're just about to turn the corner. And if they can start to put a few of these things together, these aren't three-game losing streaks anymore. I couldn't have said that last year. No, and there was just something about the team just not gelling uh, last year. I think this team is gelling and playing well together, but just like you said, Scott, some of the inexperience is, is rearing its ugly head in the worst uh, possible moments. And, you know, I, I think this was a good, these past three games were a good, you know, litmus test for the Illini to say, all right, our weaknesses have been exposed. Let's galvanize this team. Let's come together. We, you know, kind of step back in, in competition a little bit for the next game against Austin P. So, uh, again, not to say that that's going to be a cupcake, but at least it, it gives Illinois a chance to maybe, you know what I'm getting at here. It's a step down in competition. Illinois doesn't maybe have to press as hard as they would have tonight to uh, to win the ball game. And then it steps back up again. But I think this lull will give Illinois another chance to regroup and, and hopefully rebound. Let's get to our peak at insurance beyond the expected play of the game. A lot of directions to go, but the one that all made us a little jump a little bit on press row was Michael Finke driving baseline. Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finke puts it on the deck, drives in. Oh! Yeah. Finky slams it in. There's the Kenny Thank Battle Drive. Exactly. That's how you finish. Time out, Maryland. <laughs> Michael Finky. Who was that when he did that? And that gave a lot of energy in the building. At that point, the Illini were still down 11 points, so with 12-17 to go. That's our Beyond the Expected play. For Beyond the Expected coverage and service, contact an independent insurance agent today from Pekin Insurance and visit PekinInsurance.com. We're back with more of your calls and texts and our keys to the game still to come right after this. Everybody standing. 12 seconds to go. Tied at 91, Illinois and Maryland. Down to five seconds. Down to three. Cowan looking for the win with one. And he's he's fouled right at the horn. He is fouled right at the horn. I think Allstork reached in there. Swallow your whistle. Yeah, that's my thought. I mean, look, it's it was probably a foul. I don't even know about that. The one replay I saw, there was body contact. I mean, he had ball. He had a lot of ball. I think it was might have been hand on ball, but you're saying it was body on yeah. body. I mean, and he did go tumbling. That's fair, but I, doggone I, it. In an overtime game like this one, Swallow your darn whistle. I mean, that's just, you know, and then Cookie Monster ate the set. I mean, it's just the worst way to end a basketball game. It, it's just it's just horrible. It's a horrible feeling, and all they got to do is make one, miss one, and call it a night. Um, but, you know, again, they're not supposed to be in that position in the first place because it's a one-point loss, but could have had a lot of other things they could have done to avoid that whole thing. But I'm with you. Just swallow the whistle there, unless it's just totally egregious. He was playing, making a heck of a defensive effort. 
I get my perspective is a little skewed, though. Let's go to the phones here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame. 3569397 is your PNC Bank phone line. It's Bob and Champagne. Hey, Bob. Hi. I just wanted to make the point that uh, after the uh, postgame comments, uh, Brad Underwood kind of tried to avoid throwing Williams. I think it wasn't through the inbound pass. He was trying to avoid throwing him under the bus to take responsibility. Uh, a little bit. He just said they didn't execute an inbounds play that he's been running for 30 years. That's basically. I know, but it was a bad decision on the pass, and, and that happens. I'm not broken up over it, but it's, it's nice that he didn't point out that it was a particular player's uh, shortcoming that he took the responsibility by calling, by citing the play that he'd drawn up. And it would have been easy for him to throw the, the player under the bus here, and he didn't. Well, I think he knows that. And, and yeah, I, I agree, but he has called out problems from other players so he's not afraid to do that publicly i just think he sees this as that wasn't the only thing that was the that cost them the game i mean obviously it it, wasn't yeah and and he he, the mistake with the timeout i think he took responsibility for and that was probably more egregious than the bad pass because he could have gone timeout then if he didn't get it in but again you know this, I threw something after the end of that game, and it's been the whole first in a long time that I've done that in the line game. So yeah. that's encouraging to me. Good point, Bob. Hadn't thought of that. Thank Thanks. you. Three five six nine three nine seven. If you want to talk with us and uh, air your thoughts on this one, six three zero Texture says, "What's with the alley oop with a few seconds left? Wasn't it a three on one? Simple points are worth the same as flashy points. Yep, and uh, that's where that youth and inexperience rears its ugly head at the worst possible time. And Brad Underwood, you could see him uh, mouthing the words, "What are we doing there?" And <laughs> that's what a few others of us were saying at the same time. What are you doing there? Have we seen, by the way, Brad Underwood and the Hulk in the same room? I do not get the reference. The Incredible Hulk? Like, when Brad Underwood gets angry, I think he's going to turn green and oh, turn yeah, into the yeah, Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, he broke a... He broke a clipboard tonight. Well, no, it, well, it's more than that. It's the dry erase thing that you draw plays on. Right. And it's got the actual Lou Henson cord on it. He had, I, I don't know if they just have spares of those hanging they around. To, they had to auction the broken one yeah, off. Or if some poor schlub had to run over to Ubbin to go grab a new <laughs> board. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, uh okay yeah a lot of you just uh, on the inbounds play which yeah i think at this point it's just safe to say they they botched that inbounds play up and it wasn't on the design from brad underwood it was the poor to just poorly executed back to the phones uh bill let's go to bill on the uh, pnc bank bank phone line hey bill hey guys how you doing okay what's up hey i got a question they're getting out of bounds play i know we've been talking about it a lot but, um, you know, I think uh, we had the right guy taking the ball out of bounds there with Williams taking it out. Um, and I agree, we should have went one and four across there, you know, and uh, sent somebody along and screened across each other and come back to the ball more than one guy um, and get that ball in bounds. I'm glad that Williams didn't hold on to it. And uh, at least he made an attempt to throw the ball to Kipper, you know. But um, I think that's something that Underwood will clear up here. Uh, I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah, I, I, th- that's a costly mistake, but they will learn. They will learn from that one. Appreciate it, Bill. Well, the ball, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, was overthrown a little bit. That's why Kipper didn't get it. So, yeah. to me, it wouldn't have mattered if Illinois had one guy or three guys down there. If the ball's overthrown, 
it's going to go out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, it was not a great pass, but, you know, Underwood said you got to go get that ball anyway. But the chances of accurately executing that pass, I would say, are less than 25% probably. And and, uh, I don't remember if it was on the show or if it was something I saw on Twitter during the game. Someone suggested, well, why not get a a lankier guy in Michael Finke there to, to throw in the ball instead of Williams? I don't think that would have mattered either. Because it's not like you're having to, you know, jump over a seven-footer to to try to get the ball in. It was just the ball was overthrown. Yeah. Sid says, proud of this team. So many things to say, but my hands are still shaking. And uh, let's see. Another texture here. 217 says, mark my words. Here's some optimism for you. Mark my words. We will make the tournament this year. Two close games to learn from. Six more wins, including Mizzou, to gain our confidence back before playing tougher Big Ten opponents. We will be well prepared look at history brad underwood started zero and six last year in oklahoma state i know there's not a Jawan evans on this team right now but the history of brad underwood is turning things around and and he just look at this game how he got players to start playing he made some adjustments he was not afraid he made a wholesale line change right. with two and a half minutes in when they fell down 10 nothing and went with the, the bench that outplayed basically most of the I'll play them the rest of that half. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to buy uh, buy everything you're saying there, but I think that's the direction this thing will go. Bill from San Jose, the ESPN power rating predicted the Alina would lose the last three games. Nobody should be surprised they went 0-3. I, I'm a little surprised when they lose by a combined five points in the last two games. That means they could have won them. Uh, Brad from Chrisman, Lob was stupid. Failure to inbound was stupid. I'm sick of stupid and sick of losing, especially when it was because of stupid. They will grow out of this. They will grow out of this. Freshman, gonna freshman. Okay, AJ is up next in St. Joe. Hey, AJ. Hey, how you guys doing? Okay. I just want to call and uh, assuage some people's concerns about this basketball team. You can't sit through the 2-10 and 10 football season we just watched and not see true progress that we're seeing in front of us here at the football game, or I'm sorry, at the basketball game. Uh, so much doom and gloom about losing to Maryland, losing Northwestern. Those are tournament teams, I think. And to sit here in armchair quarterback, one play at the end of, the game, at the end of regulation. Granted, it was bonehead play, uh, but people need to not miss the force through the trees. This is such a good team. There's so much more coming. I just think we have nowhere to go but up, and I just hope that people will not – Find so hard for the 0405 season that they lose the fact that we're going to have a really good 1718 and 1819 season. So just keep your heads up there, Lion Nation. That's all I got to say. Good words. I think those are good words. Steve in Peoria. Hey, Steve, you're up. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, wonderful show as always. Um, a couple points. Uh, Simeon said earlier about uh, that last foul, you know, bottom line, we shouldn't have been there in the first place. And I think that uh, before there was body contact, that All-Star had his hand on top of the ball. So I thought it should have been a jump ball. Okay. So, uh, and, and no fault there, you know. Uh, but And everybody's talking about this out-of-bounds play. You know, I think there's a couple other factors that people haven't mentioned. Um, first of all, I, I did think uh, um, Williams, um, Jordan was open in the corner, but um, – in a situation like that, really, you don't want to put the ball in the corner. People keep saying, well, get it, get it, get it to him. He might get fouled. But uh, I don't know who had the possession arrow at the time. So it could have been a jump ball. Uh, that might have been a consideration. It could have been Maryland's ball. 
uh, once you get the ball in the corner there, you have the sideline. So really, you've got a triple team. There's nowhere to go. Okay. And DeMonte took the ball out, and he's got to be counting in his head. 1,001, 1,002, blah. If you get to four, you've got to let it go. And that's why he probably threw it deep. And all he wanted Kipper to do, or, or the other guy, was to get a hand on it because the clock's going to start. And the ball would have been loose there. So, I, you know, I have no problem with all that. I just wish we could have executed it. And as far as uh, that tip in, you know, I think, you know, everybody knows about basketball. Usually, and I've heard Coach, Coach Underwood say this also, eight out of ten times the ball is going to go opposite from the side it was shot on. And I thought that uh, – uh, our rebounder on that side really didn't have f- fight hard enough for that rebound. Whether you could gain possession or not, it doesn't matter. If you could have just tipped the ball away so the Maryland guy couldn't have tipped it in. But uh, it seemed like I watched three different games tonight, um, and all of them were pretty exciting. Great effort. And um, that last minute and a half of regulation, my gosh, we, we were throwing the ball around like it was a hot potato. Hmm. you know. But I, I, I think that's lack of experience. We learn from this. These guys, they play hard. We're coached well. So uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Steve. He's from Peoria. Good thoughts, Steve. It's News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations, Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Scott Fady, Tim Dittman with you tonight. Illinois loses to Maryland 92 to 91. PNC Bank phone line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Lawrence is up in Savoy. Hey, Lawrence. How's it going, guys? Um, <clears throat> to me, the game was lost in the first half, uh, despite what people say about the inbound play. I think in the first half, they dug a hole for themselves, even though they did rally and come back. But still, to me, um, what happened in the first half really is what determined uh, the outcome of the game. Uh, on the flip side, which is the positive side I see, is that come uh, January, February, even into March, I think any team in the Big Ten, Illinois is going to be a nightmare to any team that they play. And how long has it been that any team in the Big Ten, I would say in the past five or six years, have felt that way towards the Illinois basketball program? So, yes, they're going to get better. Uh, Coach Underwood is a good coach, and they're going to get better under him. I like the spark that he has under him and the way that he pulled those starters out and set them down, and he got in their face, he got in their chest. You know, uh, that we never saw that from John Gross. So uh, I think uh, we got a lot of good basketball to look forward to. Thank hey, you. Lawrence, n- nightmare, that's a strong word. I, I got to put you on the spot a little bit. What makes you think that Illinois is going to be a nightmare for teams? Well, I think they are going to be competitive, what I'm saying. Uh, a lot more than what we've been in the past. And even as we get even closer to tournament time, uh, first round, uh, really, you know, who's going to really want to play us? Uh, I think we're going to be pretty much that good to where we're going to be able to pretty much hang with the best of them. Uh, in the past, uh, they always kind of knew, well, you know, this is going to be easy to win. We go to Champagne, we do this, they come here, you know. And I think uh, by January, going into February and March, I think um, there's going to be enough chemistry there with this team that whoever we play uh, – you know, uh, they're not really going to take us lightly like they have in the past. That's what I mean by that. Hey, Lawrence, that was a test, and you passed. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, he, he's been there before, so. He has. <laughs> this is not his first rodeo. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think this is a team that will snakebite some other teams, too. Uh, let me be clear. I'm not ready to put the Illini in the top tier of the Big Ten right now. They're not there, but the fact that they showed they could hang with Northwestern and Maryland, which I would say are upper half teams, and they're just almost there. They execute a few more things. Shows me that I think Lawrence is on the right track as well. Here's something to chew on. This was on a Big Ten basketball broadcast earlier in the week, and I took a picture of the TV. They broke down the Big Ten into tiers. Tier 1, Michigan State, Minnesota, Purdue. Yeah. Tier 2, Maryland, Michigan, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Tier 3, Iowa, Penn State, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State. Tier 4, Nebraska, Rutgers. Well, I don't, Wisconsin's struggling right now, and Ohio State just ran them out of their own gym. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't put Illinois in that Tier 2 yet, but they played well against two of those so-called Tier 2 teams. And uh, well, it just kind of underscores your point that, and underscores Lawrence's point as well, that Illinois might not be world beaters this year, but they can hang with those upper tier in the Big Ten teams. And who knows, maybe pull an upset over a Minnesota or a Michigan. I mean, Minnesota's looking awfully good right now, but hey, who knows? As I said last show, the season is long. Teams get on streaks, and if teams get on a winning streak, people all of a sudden forget about that losing streak to start, and vice versa. Teams can go on a winning streak and then go on a losing streak, and then the sky starts to fall. So the season is long. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. I, I can't recall feeling better about a three-game losing streak in recent, recent history. Devo from Savoy, first Illini team I recall where we do a complete line change and talent level doesn't drop off. It's a very exciting team to watch. So refreshing. Glass definitely half full. Go Illini. And if you missed it, beginning of the game, Illinois fell behind 10-0 in almost a blink of an eye. Brad Underwood pulled the entire starting lineup, brought in the second team, and they. I was I was noting, you know, the first team went down 10-0. The second team was up 9-4 after so many minutes and obviously the first half ended with the Alana down significant, but this team in general, you don't hold your breath or wince when somebody comes in from the bench. Yep. Uh, I think by and large, your starters are your starters. We got to get Mark Allstore and got to see him start doing something again and Michael Finke. But the point is, is I think there's a lot of interchangeable parts here. It's the people who are in the game at the very end. That's who, that's who are Brad Underwood's go-to guys. He has said he doesn't care a whole lot about starting lineups since the end of the game. Tonight, it was who was in at the end. LaRon Black, Mark Allstork, Trent Frazier, Kipper Nichols, DeMonte Williams, Aaron Jordan. I rattled off six there, but those were kind of the guys that were mostly in there at the end. So if you're looking for a test of who he trusts right now when things are on the line, there it is. But also tonight, it was who was playing hard and who was hustling tonight, and he's going with those guys. Scoreboard from Body and Soul Sports, Route 45, Curtis Road in Savoy. Tim. We'll take a spin around the NBA, and how is this for a neat moment? Brandon Paul gets the start tonight for the San Antonio Spurs. It comes in a losing effort to the Thunder, 90-87. Paul plays 33 minutes. He goes 2-for-8 from the field for 8 points. He also had 4-4 uh, four four from the free throw line and 6 rebounds. Two, assi- two assists, one steal, one block. So congrats to Brandon Paul as first start in the pros. T-Wolves beat the Clippers 112-106. to Warriors over the Heat 
123 to 95. Steph Curry drops 30 points for Golden State. Magic over the Knicks, 105 to 100. And the Rockets are victorious over the Lakers, 114 to 95. James Harden goes for 36 for Houston. Scott? We're back with more here, Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Your calls, your texts, your tweets. You can do that. Hashtag PNC Bank Illini. It's the Fasteners, etc. post-game show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. We came out and played like, like a really poor team, and and that's 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 really frustrating. You saw the line change, yep. And I can't say enough about Greg and and Demonte was huge in that stretch, and Trent, um, AJ was 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 solid. So that that second group uh, proved a lot to me today. At least that the, they will fight. You know, you get down 22 to to a very good Maryland team and and a team that's uh, got elite guards and. Uh, I give our kids credit. We fought, and uh, then we self-destructed. Six three zero texture says, "I have a lot of respect for a coach that sends his players out to do sprints during halftime." Uh, somebody else was tweeting about this. I think it was Robert Rosenthal who noted that the halftime warm-ups were not halftime warm-ups, that they were full-on pregame warm-ups. It was, it was like almost mentally he was saying, start it over, flush out the first half. And I was thinking to myself at halftime, man, if they can just go win the second half, just win the second half, that would be a moral victory here and would be something to move forward on. They did more than win the second half. They won the second. I mean, they did it so much that they – they outplayed Maryland by 19 points in the second half to send this to overtime. There's a lot of fight there, and there's a lot of something that Brad Underwood gets out of his guys right now. He has ability to get guys to perform at a max level, wherever for wherever they are at in their development. And you know, I, I was not a Division One college athlete. I mean, I've played sports, obviously, but in my you know little experience, I know that. Well, and quite frankly, even in the workplace as well, you know, it's easy to get chewed out by someone who's in an authority position over you and just kind of take your ball and go home. And to your point, Scott, that seems to be the exact opposite of what is going on. These guys are not getting discouraged and they are turning negatives into positives. So, hey, you know, Brad Underwood should write a book when he retires on, on management or something. I don't know. Devin from Jacksonville, another topic. Uh, DeMonte Williams should be given a lot of credit on his defensive premier guards as a freshman who only played three games last year. Yes. Yes, I agree. 2015 Cubs comparison to this year's team. Well, the Cubs played baseball and the Illini played basketball. So No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far yet. I don't know that this team is going to be as comparatively successful as the 2015 Cubs were in making a, a deep playoff run, but I get your point that are they going to be a little bit ahead of schedule? That's essentially what the Cubs were in 2015. And then by 2016, they were ready to make their World Series run. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I know there's some folks already say, don't, no, there's no way they make the tournament. 
Uh, there's no way they even make an NIT. I know there's others that say, yeah, they make the tournament and they're going to make a deep run. I, uh, history shows Brad Underwood can get this thing turned around. But let's not forget you are now 0-2 in the Big Ten. And you have Michigan. Uh, well, you have Minnesota on the road for your next Big Ten game. And Minnesota's really good right now. And who's after that? At Michigan. At, that's a road game. That's a morning game, too. Um, those are just hard to win. Um you might be 0-4 to start Big Ten play. And I was just doing a little, because it's fun for me, I was just going, okay, going through the schedule, win-loss, win-loss. And just to me, looking at what's what are winnable games, I saw a 9-9 nine and nine Big Ten team. And I don't know if that gets you in, especially without kind of a key. You've got to probably beat Missouri then. You've got to beat UNLV. You have to have some. You have to wins the win the games you're supposed to win and and have a couple marquee wins that maybe you weren't supposed to win in there. If if you're talking nine and nine as your baseline. And I know where I know where I'm sitting here at the beginning of December with a team that's going to keep growing and changing. I just it's a fun exercise. Well, sure. But I I realize it could be entirely useless. Everybody loves to do it. That's why we invite the fan feedback uh, on this show. That's why we have bracketology. Illinois is not in the latest bracketology, by the way. In case no, and they shouldn't be. In case you were wondering, I think there's maybe five Big Ten teams, and Illinois is not even on the bubble, which I would I agree with you, Scott, and I agree with uh, Joe Lenardi that Illinois would not be in the discussion at this point. But ask me again in a month. My opinion might be different. My opinion might have firmed up a little bit. One more point from Devin from Jacksonville. He says, the Orange Crush showed up, and the place was louder than I've witnessed in a long time. Absolutely. Crush were great tonight. It was a great atmosphere. The, the arena, I, don't, I want to say it was maybe two-thirds full. 12,000 was the attendance. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt it was that many in attendance, but it was loud. It was a great atmosphere. And, and of course, they had something to cheer about. Let's get to our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Uh, I'll start with the bench for one of my keys. And they've become a key for the Illini in every game. But the the bench for the Illini scored 45 points. uh, Just under half of your points tonight. That's tremendous when you can get 50% of your points coming from your bench. Uh, leading the way there, let's see, Aaron Jordan with 15. and Trent Frazier. Trent Frazier. We haven't talked a whole lot about him, though. No, he, he had, had a great, great game. Yeah, he did. 11, I mean, he yeah, he had a great game. Everybody had some mistakes, but 11 points, 7 assists for Trent Frazier. Also grabbed 4 rebounds uh, and a couple of steals. Trent Frazier with a tremendous game. So those are some of that's one of my keys. A few miscellaneous things I have here in my notebook. A lot's been made lately about Michael Finke's slump and Brad Underwood. A caller earlier said he doesn't throw players under the bus, and this is an example. Brad Underwood has said, hey, I need to get more looks for Michael Finke. Tonight he goes four for seven from the field for eight points. you got to think you'd like to get a little bit more out of him. Maryland, uh, it was talked about pregame. Big team, they get their, their plus 12 in the rebounding margin. They use their sides to get those boards. That played out tonight. 34 to 25 on the rebounding book. Uh, and then uh, a player that we haven't talked a ton about tonight for Maryland is I was kind of looking as a dark horse, uh, even though he is a starter, is Justin Jackson. Um, you know, he's had some confidence issues lately just based on some media reports that I've read. And, you know, if, if he gets in a funk early and gets off, that that's where you kind of exploit 
that weakness. Well, in the first half, he went very well. I don't have his exact numbers in front of me, but he had a very good first half, and he ended up with 20 points, so he was certainly a factor. And then uh, a, a caller brought it up. The first half really set the tone. I mean, my gosh, 73% from the field for Maryland in the first half. That's almost unheard of. And uh, it put Illinois behind the eight ball, and they had to scratch and claw to come back. And to their credit, they did. They just didn't execute at the end. Yeah, and another 217 texture here raises that exact same point, uh, Tim, that they their shooting percentage and how good of a player Cowan is. And Riz said, hey, this team erased a 22-point deficit, forced them overtime with freshmen. We got stud ball players in coaching. We are going nowhere but up. Trust it. You know, I think to sum it up tonight, what we've heard from most everybody was, hey, that play was stupid, and that play was stupid, and what were we doing there? That was stupid. And then we're also hearing at the same time, what fight, how, how great it was they came back, and look at the direction this team is going, and they're, they're almost there. It's sort of like two things existing here at the same time, and, and you know some of this stupid <laughs> is going to go away, I think, as, as time progresses. I hope it comes this year. That's a great way to put it. Some of the some st- stupid. Some of the stupid I've, is going to I've, I've had that told to me a lot of times in my life. <laughs> some of the stupid is going to go. Some of the stupid needs to get knocked out of you. <laughs> all right, keys to the game from Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Also by Hickory Point Bank. Back in a moment. I mean, we didn't lose the game at the end. Didn't help. Mm-hmm. We lost the game in the first three minutes. I mean, when, when you've got your guys who you think play and, and, and you know, reality is I probably should have made a lineup change. They were minus 22, that five was minus 22 and a plus minus in the Northwestern wow. game um, on the floor together. But there was no life. We didn't even run, our wings didn't run the floor. We didn't dive on the floor for loose balls. Uh, I think we turned it over for maybe four, our first four possessions yep. maybe. Um, you know, that's, that's completely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much kind of sums it up. Illinois fell behind 10-0. And yeah. All right, uh, Fasters, et cetera, post-game show. Scott and Tim with you. Illinois loses 92-91. to Yeah, if they had, if you had been told they were going to go to overtime after halftime. I mean, it's stranger things have happened, but that is a tremendous comeback. News Gazette headline for tomorrow on your sports page. Heart, comma, ache. Perfect. Instead of just heartache, it's seeing heart and seeing a lot of ache. Perfect. Which kind of sums up what we've been hearing from you all tonight. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. And let's get to a final check here of our body and soul scoreboard. Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. All right, as we normally do, we will do a look ahead. And tomorrow night, it is the debut of the live version of the Brad Underwood Show. 7 p.m., Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. You can hear it on both of these fine stations, or you can stop by, say hi to the coach, say hi to Brian Barnhart. Who who knows who else uh, might stop by? That is tomorrow night at 7. Wednesday, the Illini men are back in action at home against Austin P. 5.30 pregame with Scott, 7 p.m. tip, and then Scott and I will be back for the postgame show afterwards. Fighting Illini women's basketball, taking on Indiana State, 7 p.m. Thursday. You can hear that one on the AM side, News Talk 1400. How about fighting Illini Volleyball in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Tournament? They will take on Michigan State on Friday, 3 p.m. You can hear that game on News Talk 1400 with Dave Lone on the call. If they win there, they will likely 
play Penn State the following day in sort of a Big Ten uh, quadrant there, if you want to call it that. So congratulations and best of luck to Chris Thomas and crew. Saturday on uh, the 9th, a week from yesterday, it'll be the late-nighter. We're talking real late-nighter for the Illini at UNLV. This is the Illini men I'm talking about. 9.30 pregame with Scott, 11 p.m. tip-off, and I guess we're just going to break the news to everyone right now. There will be no post-game show after that game <laughs> because it'll be 1.30 in the morning, and I'll be in bed. <laughs> you can still text us or tweet us or do whatever, but we're not going to read them until Sunday morning. We just no, Nothing good happens after 1 a.m. Exactly, so. Yeah, nothing good after 1 a.m. On, uh, on a Sunday, yeah, so yeah. there you go. Uh, speaking of Chris Thomas and fighting Illini volleyball, Chris will be – the guest tomorrow night on the News Gazette Sports Page Show live at the Esquire, just a few blocks south of here on Walnut Street. So you can come on out there. That's at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. And tremendous weekend for the Illini. Um, I, my thought, I'll just be honest, was when they beat Hawaii, I'm like, well, that's great. You know, it's nice for them to get a win in the tournament. To see them rally and beat Washington as well and get into the Sweet 16. I mean, they're in a really tough draw now with the number one team in Penn State. But that's just a great moment for the program, great for a first-year head coach, great for those players. And they're playing their best volleyball right now, so you never know. Get hot in the tournament. Anyway, that's tomorrow night, 5 o'clock on the News Gazette sports page. We're back to wrap this one up in a moment. We're going to be good. We're right there. That, those are two NCAA tournament teams that that uh, capable. We keep growing, keep getting better. We're going to be right there. And... Uh, um, we've got we've got to get rid of of our self uh, inflicted mm -hmm. yeah. mistakes, and uh, once we do that, then I, I I love this team. I told them that in the locker room after the game. I love this team, and I love what they can be. They've got to get out of their own way, mm -hmm. and once we do that, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be fun. One more point I uh, wanted to get to tonight about Mark Smith. One of the, our texters uh, brought that up tonight that uh, hoping Brian in Champagne says hoping to keep his head in the game. Bigger competition has made a difference in his performance in minutes. We've got to remember he is a freshman. Uh, no points for Mark Smith tonight. Uh, no rebounds. One assist, one steal, 16 minutes. He was not effective tonight. He is a reigning Mr. Basketball. He's going to figure this out. He's a good player. Uh, Brad Underwood hinted that he said maybe I should have gone with a different starting lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Smith is coming off the bench here soon. I don't know. Uh, I, I have confidence, though, that he's going to be – he's going to turn things around because he's a good player. Defense, defense, that's probably a spot that he has to keep working. I'm just looking at the box score. Who would take his place in the starting lineup? <sighs> maybe Aaron Jordan. I mean, he's he's your sharpshooter right now. I mean, Kipper Nichols is, is doing pretty good. It, it just depends. And, again, I know Brad Underwood has said, you know, starting lineups, he doesn't put a whole lot of stock in them. So, really, you could just kind of throw darts at a board and put anyone in there. But, I mean, if you're looking for a similar size guy, you know, you might go with a, with a DeMonte Williams. If you're looking for a bigger lineup, you might go with a Kipper Nichols. Well, we've had ourselves an entertaining night. Unfortunately, Illinois comes up on the losing end of an overtime loss for the second straight time. This one, 92-91. Tremendous work behind the scenes tonight from you, Mr. Dittman, and from Jason Liggett as well. Chief Engineer is Ed Bond. Operations Manager Jim Lewis. General Manager is Mike Hale. Thank you for everybody who called in. Thanks for everybody who texted. 
and tweeted. Most of all, thank you for listening. We do it again Wednesday night following Illinois against Austin P. Heart and ache tonight. Amen. Everybody have a great rest of your evening. Have a good start to your week as well. We'll see you again on the Fasters Etc. postgame show. Be well. Good night. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all.